This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so for today's podcast, I am talking to Dominic Hodgson, who I think many, many people will be aware of his work already. Um, And Dominic is a pet business marketing coach and also has his own pet business, Pack Leader Dog Adventures. Um, He's got years and years and years experience in the industry. And we're going to be talking about how to restart your pet business when we come out of lockdown. So I'm recording this on the 11th of May and it'll be going out the following Thursday. So we wanted to bring you... um, something really helpful and practical to help you get going again i know lots of people are thinking about starting again um, and dominic has kind of been there done that worn the t-shirt through recessions and lots of other things so he's going to share his practical advice on the steps that you can take so dominic first of all just in case anyone's listening who um isn't already aware of you and your work can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do Sure thing, yeah. So thanks for having me on, Rachel. Delighted to um, speak to you again. It's nice to see a friendly face during lockdown. Um, Yeah, so as you said, I am a a pet business marketing um, consultant and mentor. And essentially, I help uh, ordinary, average, struggling, time poor um, pet business owners, dog trainers, dog groomers, dog walkers um, to turn their businesses, transform their businesses so they can be more successful, make more money, have more of an impact, uh, more free time, and you know, generally build a, a business that is that that serves them and their community. Okay, fantastic. And what? So, can you talk us through a little bit about um, you know the the situation and the situation people are in at the moment? Because we're still kind of it's like we're talking the day after Boris Johnson announced that people are allowed to go back to work if they can't work at home so what kind of um you know what kind of situations are people in at the moment where like where are they at when it comes to their businesses well i think it, it differs i think from uh profession to profession within the industry um obviously dog trainers had a lot of uh, scope to immediately take their business online um and a lot of people have done that i think there's the right way and the wrong way to do that as well mm-hmm. um it's not just as simple as you know whacking a course together and then expecting people to come and buy it um but then obviously my likes of myself where i have a a a dog adventure and boarding business well that's been completely put on hold for now you know i can't imagine we'll see a lot of boarding for the rest of this year really um although we're starting to take tentative steps towards uh restarting the adventure side of the business um and then you've got likes of groomers you know who are who for the most part being shut as well um, who are again now this they're starting to sort of take tentative steps to uh, think about reopening and daycares are in a similar position I think so it's it, it's different across the board isn't it mm-hmm. absolutely okay so so what would you say would be the first step that you would advise people to take now and um, the restrictions are being eased a little bit to kind of protect themselves and the customers as well um, but also like for example like I know a when we think about groomers, if if you think about like the rigmarole that people are going to have to go through, um, if they're going to bring in a grooming client, you know, what would your advice be for those kind of first tentative steps as we come out of this? Yeah, so um, the protect element actually is a um, is a big one because uh, when this whole lockdown thing started, and you'll be aware, obviously, I've got my um, pet business in a circle members and stuff, and I wanted to give them a bit of a strategy to how they could deal with with the lockdown which is incredibly difficult to do when you know i think people are maybe 
coming out of it a little bit now, coming out of the the haze and the fog that we were all in, you know, five or six weeks ago, but it's still difficult and people are still having major ups and downs days. So I wanted to give people a bit of a an actionable strategy to help them to, as you just said there, now protect their business really. So I, we came up with a protect and serve uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. And that was based upon in uh, 1955, the LAPD wanted to uh, come up with a, a motto that would... Um, sort of exemplify, you know, how, how the police should behave and stuff. And there was a, they put it out to the officers and one of the officers um, came up with this protect and serve was the, was the motto. And that became, now you'll see that on the side of the cars, you know, all the police cars and everything and the badges and stuff like that now. And lots of other uh, police forces have used it all around the world. But essentially that was about protecting, trying to protect your business, you know, protect your existing business first. So you want to, um, you need to keep showing up basically, you know, you need to keep showing up to, and reaching out to your existing client base, you know, you want to remind them that you exist. You want to um, provide them with any kind of relevant um, help and advice that you might have for them at this time. Um, and by doing that, you make yourself relevant and you just basically remind them that you are there for them, you know, and we had, we all did this. I did this with my clients. Um, a lot of my guys did this as well. This ranged from, you know, telephones, phone calls, and also people send out postcards, people doing special newsletters. Um, some other people, like myself, we put together like, um, you know, self-isolation guides and stuff like that, or books and things. And, you know, we had almost, yeah, I think there was about half a dozen to 10 people created um, th- these type of things, or they created an online community, you know, and then it's, it, you're basically just showing up. You're showing up at a time when, People are looking for some kind of reassurance, you know. People are they're alone, they're um, they're scared. Uh, they might not feel like spending any money now, <laughs> obviously, but they you still kind of you want you want to remind them that you're there, you know. So so that was what we did, and and we had we had, we had a lot of success with it. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it has been really good to see what people have been doing on lockdown, and as you say, people writing books, creating these amazing communities, and just doing. For, fantastic things to show up and like you say stay relevant and and make people feel supported and be you know be kind of front of mind and be the be the name that people are seeing over and over again in this difficult time because I know it people react in different ways don't they and I, I, you know it it is easy to just go and hide away and think okay well I can't work you know just sit and watch telly and, and also people are scared as well aren't they so I think the fact you know the people that you've talked about there who have been showing up and doing these amazing things all of that hard work, which might feel at the time, you know, you, you're working on, I know myself and you as well as content creators, we create a lot of content, don't we? Sometimes you feel like, God, this is a right slog. Is it worth it? But I think that people are really going to see the benefit of it when they come out of this, um, as you've just said there. So, 100%. no, it's, and it's, I, I just love seeing people creating as well, as I'm sure you do, because, you know, this is kind of what we do, isn't it? Um, so, okay, so you've stayed relevant, you've, you've been there, you've Given all that support during lockdown, now things are being now things are being lifted. What would you say the next step is to be? What, what would you advise people to do as the next step? So tied in with the sort of surf thing, really. This is slightly. This is like a little bit of an in between step. This is something that we all should be kind of practicing all the time. Um, and we talked about protect and serve, but you've got to remember to like serve yourself and protect yourself as well. You know, so practicing self help has been a big thing. It's been a big thing that I, as soon as this lockdown hit, I, um, I, we, we, 
we had a PBIC curry night out in York um, the weekend before, on the Saturday before the lockdown happened on the Monday. And we were all a bit like, shall we go, shall we not go? And then in the end, we went. Had a great time, came home. And then, but then, and then the lockdown just like hit. Now, as soon as that lockdown hit, I like threw myself into my work. I, uh, you know, created like a program for my PBIC members. I created a program to help dog trainers to take their stuff online. And I wrote a book and I practically burnt myself out <laughs> and then in the in the sort of fortnight that followed, you know. And, and to a degree, I felt like I had to do that. Because like you said, I, you know, I consider myself an industry leader. I wanted to be there for people as well, you know, and, and to like reassure them. Um, but at the same time, I didn't, I didn't really take good enough care of myself. So I think a big thing going forward, like now, you know, people are talking about coming out of it and loosening the lockdown and stuff, but people are going to have um, a psychological hangover from this for a very long time, I think, you know, and, um, and it's going to the sort of fear factor that people are going to carry around with them, buyers and sellers as well, you know, of, of services like who you, who you and I work with. Um, yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take regular timeouts from social media and stuff. You know, I think I mentioned this on my email this morning and uh, it's, when the lockdown first hit, social media was a great place to be um, because most people just plugged into that. So this was a great place to show up and position yourself as a leader and, a, you know, a, a local um, dog training or grooming or walking hero or whatever, you know, in, in your local area. Um, now I'm starting to feel a bit like got a bit more screen fatigue now, you know, social media it's turned into a bit more of the place what it was before, really, you know, a bit quite negative at times and, you know, people who have the least amount of information in their brains, they tend to be the people who are shouting out the loudest. I'm trying not to swear here, Rachel. <laughs> you gave me a warning. Um, no, but you know what I mean? And so you've got to, you've got to step away from that, you know, and, and I've certainly been doing that now. Um, there's a, an interesting, is an interesting thing. You like this in, um, 60 years ago when the Berlin wall went up and obviously it split families down the middle in, uh, in, in Berlin, you know, in, in Germany. And there was a, a unique, um, illness that occurred with people who lived near the wall and it was called, I've written it down now, Mauerkrankheit. And it basically means wall sickness. Yeah. And it was, a uh, like I said, it was a unique thing to them where they felt, uh, like oppressed and locked in, even though they were free to move around. Just the fact that they were near that thing, near the wall brought on this, uh, sort of debilitating, uh, illness, you know, like for the, for their psyche and stuff. And people suffer from this for a long time. And I, and I think, I think stepping away from social media is, is crucial, uh, it's getting that fine balance, isn't it, between yeah. being on there and using it as a tool to funnel people into your business, and but also, you know, I, I just I see people sometimes they get too wrapped up in it, or they they get all their their get all their information from there, and it's uh, it's not particularly healthy. So that's just one element of it, you know, regular exercise, but definitely stepping away from um, social media, giving yourself a bit of a, a better routine is is crucial for me. Okay, has been crucial for me anyway. Okay, so so the first thing you would say would be to kind of we're coming out of this now. Let people know where you are. Let let, pe let people know you're there. Let people know what's happening. So you know, are you going to be opening? Are you going to be walking? And then then take a bit of take a and bit. Just of also just as well, yeah. Just to interrupt. Just just to like to be there for them and to show up, and and be real and relevant <laughs> and be yourself. You know. So like I saw a lot of people showing up and. 
not a lot of people, not a lot of people in my world anyway, but I did see people like showing up where I was, maybe I was getting emails, I was getting emails from people in the second and third week of lockdown, whose email list I was on, and they weren't mentioning anything about the current situation, you know? Well, that is madness, because you just, you look like a fool, you know? Or people putting out content that's just, you know, dog training related, you know? Well, you you can't do that, you're not going to connect with people if you do that, you know? You have to show up, and and, then, like what me and you did at the start of this, where we say, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, yeah, I'm okay, you know, and I've been a bit shit, I've been, oh, excuse me, I've been a bit, I've been a bit, uh, I haven't been feeling too good, or, you know, or I haven't, um, you know, I've been a bit depressed, I've been a bit worried about my parents, or something like that, you know, and then, it, you, you, your clients and your prospects want to hear that as well, you know, because they, they want to know that you are, you, you, you want, they, they have more belief in you and they've got more chance of buying your services if if you show up like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. With your group, haven't you? Yeah, totally with you about the relevant, being relevant and being real and, and actually, yeah, you know, if something's, hap- if something's happened in your world, then, you know, that if you've created a community, like you say, then, you know, you're, it's okay to be you, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I think being relevant and being real is really important. Like you say, letting let letting people know that you're there, and and then you said to t- take a bit of time to kind of recalibrate and and yeah, look after yourself. Yeah, look after yourself, and then and then I guess that will that will lead to the next stage, which will be looking to the future and and planning for that. Then won't it? So what would your advice be there? Yes, yeah, spot on, spot on. You you one step ahead of me, Rich. It's my crystal ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, what I would recommend people do then is uh, do like a bit of a business audit, really. You know, so with the new restrictions that have come in place or that are going to be in place, you aren't going to be able to deliver some of the services that you did before um, at all. You know, in some cases, uh, in in some cases, you're going to have to deliver them differently. Um, so, you know, you want to sit and have a think about what, what how, how are you going to, how are you going to operate in the, in the new uh, normal that we're going to be living in? Um, and then also being alive to other opportunities and stuff as well. And somewhere that I, what I, what I get my guys to start with is my private coaching clients really is to kind of, and this, again, this might sound really difficult to do when you're um, feeling um, a bit depressed and a bit fearful for the future as, as a lot of people are at the minute during lockdown but I, I like people to sort of paint a picture of like what do they want their business to look like you know what, what, what do you what, what are your goals for your business you know what do you want your business to look like what do you what kind of days do you want to have how, how many hours do you want to work you know what, what are the kind of people that you want to work with um, and having this kind of vision of what you want your business to look like once you've got that then you can start to build the business around that so as an example we talked about um Beth before we came on and part a big part of my plans for this year was Beth was leaving her job that's my wife by the way if anybody didn't know um leaving her job of about 20 years she's been a, a primary school teacher deputy head all the bit um and she's the plan is for her to leave that job now well at the end of this month um to come full-time with the business she's going to help me um, with all of the things that I'm not very good at, <laughs> that she is good at, you know, which is in turn going to give more time for me to do the stuff that I am good at, and it's hopefully going to enable us to spend more time together because the only real quality time that we spend together at the moment is a bit of time on a weekend and what you know in the school holidays and stuff. But um, but for us to, for, to make that a reality, last year I decided like right, what do, this is what I want to happen. This is what I want to happen in my business. 
this is kind of you know it's kind of life i want to have we want to spend more time together we want to have days off during the week stuff like that so what do we need to do to make that to happen you know but having that vision of what i wanted my business to look like now that's that's become a reality this year you know what i mean um and i think most pet business owners this would be a really good opportunity for them to like have a look at have a look, what is it you don't like about your business now you know if you work if you work in too many hours you know if you feel like you have too many clients you know what i mean if you feel like you don't have enough clients or if you if you're doing something that you're not really enjoying you know like th this is a really good opportunity now to think right well, what 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 do i want to do instead and then what do i need to do to get there because ultimately you can build any kind of business that you want you might as well build a I'm not saying it in hard work. <laughs> it is, but you can build any kind of business that you want, but you 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 gotta have a vision of what you want that to look like. Fantastic. It's a business audit, really. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Okay, so we were just talking about visions for people's pet businesses and how they can use this time that we've just had off to kind of create something that they really, really like and enjoy and and might might make life a bit easier than it was before lockdown. So so what would you say, um, what would you kind of say, you know, once people have, have, have done that, they've done, you know, they've been relevant, they've been real, they've recalibrated, they have had a bit of time out and looked after themselves, they've created, um, they've done a business audit, created a vision, what would you say, um, what would you advise to do next? So next you need to be um, sort of flexible, fluid, you know, alive to other opportunities, you know, there's going to be this is one of the reasons why just to jump back a little bit again why you need to why it's a good opportunity for you to kind of reassess your business before you reboot it you know and restart it because you want to make a bit of room for some of the opportunities that will be there if only you are alive to them you know the worst thing you can do really is sort of jump straight back on the treadmill and try and or the hamster wheel or whatever analogy you want to use, yeah. you know, and, and, and like run really, really fast again like you were before because you will miss the opportunities that are going to be around. But a sort of sort of wider point really for everybody now would be, and this is based upon my experience of starting my business in 2011, right in the middle of the last recession, um, is to kind of, you, you, re you really want to be going as premium as you can with your marketing. Now, I talk about price all the time. It's a running joke, isn't it, between me and you. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, having a premium business and being able to charge premium prices and serving premium clients, that the people who do that, that, that their lives will be much going to be much easier as we go out with this, as we leave this lockdown and in the future, you know, because we're in for... We're in for a really tough time. Yeah, we're in for a really tough time over the next, however knows, God knows how long, really, you know. Uh, people talk about, like, the mother of all recessions, you know, and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it's going to be tough, you know. It's going to be tough. And the people who are going to make the best clients for you are going to be the people who have, like, the most disposable income, you know. Yeah. And the people who have the most disposable income are the most affluent clients. So when I started my business back in 2011, um, everybody else was doing dog walks, charging £10 an hour. I did adventures, charged 20 Now, my business grew a lot slower than it would have had I charged 10 but it grew a lot stronger, you know, and it meant that in time, I was able to earn a lot more money by doing a lot less work, and then I had better clients who were more bought into what I was, you know, the, the premium service that I was offering. Mm -hmm. um, 
so yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where you're going. And if you don't, if you lack a bit of confidence to uh, to like completely go, you know, completely transform your services, you know, you should at least be thinking about offering like a premium option, because there's actually going to be for certain sectors in the pet industry, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand now. You know, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand for certain dog training services. There's certainly for grooming. You know what I mean? The demand groomers that I know they're getting phone calls every single day you know from clients want to come back and stuff and sadly unfortunately like not every pet business will make it you know through this so there's going to be some people who are going to be without a service provider now so I think you need to be aware of pricing opportunities as well you know this is not taking advantage of people um, who who need your service, but you know, it's just the demand and supply rule. You know what I mean? If you if you have a really high demand for your services, then that's licensed for you to to increase the prices, you know. And and generally that hopefully that will make you uh, make the idea of creating a more premium business more appealing. Because I can tell you from experience that this is hundred percent the way to go. Um, you have you, you make more money, uh, you have less effort, better clients, more security. You know, um, and my my private coaching clients will all say the same thing as well. You know, they get they say like, oh, we get much better clients now. We much better clients, and this is not it's not like a class thing either, Rachel. This is not like saying you should be you know just trying to serve, you know, lords and ladies and dukes and stuff. You know, it's about people who really value their dog and value the services that their dog gets. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that that bit, bit being premium. But then you wouldn't expect me not to mention prices, would you? No, of course not. But you know what? I'm really glad that you've talked um, talked in so much detail about that because I have um, not because I spend loads of time on social media, but you know, you inevitably see lots of different things on your newsfeed, don't you? And lots of things in groups um, and lots of lots of opinions and people panicking at the moment. And that's absolutely fine. We've been through a really, really just crazy, crazy time and awful time, and that's absolutely fine. But one of the things that I've seen a lot is people talking about volunteer dog walkers or people losing the jobs and setting up as a dog walker or setting up as, um, you know, setting up as a pet related business because, you know, there might be the, there might be the misconception that it's really easy to do or whatever. And some panicking about, you know, being undercut and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm really glad that you touched on the stuff about premium. Um, and, I'm going to lead into the other thing that the, the thing that I think is really relevant when you're talking about reaching reaching different clients in a minute. But I also wanted to kind of say as well. Oh yeah. So first of all, what's your thoughts on you know on um, volunteer dog walkers or these people who might come in and shark around and and you know charge? It's not a race to the bottom, basically, is it? So what your can you kind of as somebody who's been in the industry and had a dog walking business, can you just kind of reiterate that your feelings on you know people cutting the prices and panicking about volunteer dog walkers? Yeah, I mean, you this 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 happens anyway, even in you know uh, not as much as what is happening now, but this happens in in peacetime. You know, yeah. we get we have um, things like borrow my doggy. You know, this has been around for a while. This is essentially a, a free uh, dog walking service and stuff, you know. And, I mean, I, 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 you shouldn't be worried. If you have, you know, proper marketing systems in place and you shouldn't be worried at all about these free people because, I mean, as an example for you, <laughs> one of my clients, so I have a client who has two French Bulldogs who we walk um, fairly regularly, but we look after a lot when they go on holiday. Yeah. And uh charlotte uh the, the owner um she she started doing um 
free dog walks in Cleveland where, where they live, you know, for any old people who couldn't manage it, you know. Well, I'm obviously I'm 100% in favour of that, aren't I? You know, because she's doing a, a good thing, like, to help her community, you know. I'm not, like, I don't feel threatened in any way, you know. And, and if, if, I think, really, if you do feel threatened by anybody starting off a free dog walking service or a free anything, really, that should be really telling you that you – you have bigger problems in your business than them. You know, you have you have you have marketing issues in your business, really, and you need to sort that out. You know, because um, I never worry about um, other dog walking businesses setting up in my town. You know, because they're all cheaper than me. You yeah. know, and and they so if my clients were going to go anywhere else, they would have gone already. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, it, like you said before, it, legitimately people are in a bit more of a fearful mindset now. Um, but who, like who you hang around with can have a big um, impact on how, how you feel, how confident you feel about your future, you know, this is yeah. why I've created a community, you know, I, I have a um, coaching services and stuff because people need consistent help with this kind of thing, you know, and like what you said, you, you spend a lot of time on social media, if you spend a lot of time on social media, you're going to see these worry warts and the negs and, you know, and the, the doomsters and gloomsters and stuff who, you know, will, will, will talk you out of any um, good ideas that you might have had about your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I, I I do relate a little bit, actually, because, you know, I've been in journalism for 20 years and we, you know, in the last, say, 10, 15 years, there's been lots of people who are bloggers and hobby journalists getting into, you know, get they get stories in the Evening Standard or the Independent and they haven't trained, they haven't got the experience. But I also know that the rates that they may get will be a lot lower than somebody mm. like myself who's worked for many years in the industry. Um, and it can, you know, it, it it's the times that we're going through at the moment are really unsettling. Um, but I just wanted you, particularly with your background and having walked the walk as a dog walker yourself, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of get that across that, you know, you can protect yourself from this kind of thing. The other thing that I wanted to say, actually, because I've just been doing a little bit of research for another, um, for a story that I've worked on, but also for another episode that I'm doing today. Um, and it's about, the, you know, the rise in people getting pets and the rise in pet ownerships. Um, and, you know, the Dogs Trust have had, they've rehomed 25% more animals the week before lockdown, so which week beginning March the 15th. The Kennel Club have said their find a puppy tool had risen by 53%, so the searches there have, like, you know, the 53% increase, that's a lot. The pet insurance um, industry have had, like, a 78% increase in people registering animals. So there's all of this demand out there when we go back to normal and people go out to work which is, you know, people people can tap into. So actually, you know, we're both very positive. We try and be positive, don't we, and keep people going and keep people's spirits up. But this is this is what, you know, we really, what I really want to kind of hammer home, which is going to take me to... Hang on a second. Sorry, yeah, I'm on. not surprised at that at all. Just very quickly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised at that at all. And very quickly, I wanted to say, like we're, we're, like you said, we're, we are positive and we're, we're very lucky in this industry because people aren't going to suddenly just give up their dogs. Yeah. You know, or their pets even for that matter, you know. They're, they're not going to love them any less. <laughs> in many cases, they're not going to spend any less money on them, you know. Yeah. They might spend money in different ways. But, um, you know, it's not like the pet industry is pretty recession-proof anyway, has <laughs> been proven to be over the last 10, 20 years. And especially the premium end of that has grown exponentially um, for products and services. Yeah. But, they, you know, this is not like the travel industry or something, you know, which, you know, it's on its knees, isn't it? You know, and it is going to be for like quite a while. It's tragic to see, you know, and and I don't really know how that's going to pan out. But I, but I know that the guy, your 
people listen to this podcast, you know, you trust me, you, you're in a lot better position than a lot of people are going to be in, uh, in this economy at the moment because you're involved with, uh, with dogs and pets. Sorry, Rachel, carry on. No, no, totally agree with you. Like, um, I think at the beginning there were, there was, I remember reading a few stories where people say, no, people are going to give up the dogs. And actually it's been the opposite. People are, people want the comfort of having an animal and people who didn't have animals before are adopting it. Also I've interviewed a couple of people actually for a feature where they've got another animal to keep their, their animal company in lockdown. So there is all this opportunity, which I know that we've, we've both talked about a lot. Um, but what I'm going to go to now is, um, you know, you've got something going on at the end of the month, which I'm involved in. Um, it's very exciting. And it's, it's talking about ways to kind of reach people and tap into these opportunities that are out there. So, can you tell me about your Inspire event and what it's all about and what people can learn and look forward to if they yeah. decide to go along? For sure, for sure. So, um, as you know, Rachel, we were supposed to be having our, um, my impact event was supposed to be happening at the beginning of May and in Sunderland, um, but due to the whole Corona thing and, you know, it, we had to postpone it. Um, Amy Smith was coming over from Australia um, for the event and everything as well, so we had to postpone the whole thing. Um, but I wanted to do something uh obviously for the guys who were supposed to be coming to the event anyway because i knew everybody was looking forward to it um and also to just provide some more help for people within the pet industry you know who are have a very tough time of it of late but you know we are even if you're not ready even if you aren't ready to open your doors yet and start walking training or grooming or even if you can't offer those services you need to start thinking about it you know you need to start thinking about what it's going to, what your business and your life's going to look like after this and so that was how I came up with the inspire event really yeah so it's uh it's a week uh, long event i'm going to be doing um eight online live online seminars over seven days um i've roped in all of my um pet industry expert friends such as yourself <laughs> and um yeah so just every, everybody was really delighted um there'll be yourself talking about the pr um amy's going to be coming on as well talking about um her business and how that's changed and she's been actually been busier since the lockdown started as well with online puppy classes um vicky's going to be coming uh, talking about books vicky fraser a lot of my guys have been writing books lately um, and Vicky helps them a bit as well inside of our uh, the diamond group and platinum groups that we have. And yeah, Alex Video Guy, who you know as well, um, coming to do a bit about content. And I've also roped in a guy called Colin Taylor, um, who is uh, uh, quite big in the grooming world, in the grooming um, uh, competition world and that as well. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to get a big spectrum, in, trying to give people lots of ideas, you know, people lots of ideas for things that we can do, that we should be doing. Um, to, to kind of move their business forward, which ties in very quickly, just to say it, ties in with like point five of the whole five point thing that I was giving you, which is really now is a really good time for people to implement like a proper marketing system in the business, you know? So like, I mean like a proper maybe a lead generation system or something, you know, where you are, you, you have a, pro rather than just, you know, getting some leaflets printed and maybe getting a website and creating a Facebook page, and that's like, that's a little bit like hitting hope, really, you know, that's like the bare minimum, what you should be doing, you know, proper um, pet business owners who have like sustained success with their business, they have a proper marketing system set up in their business where they are promoting themselves, like what you said before, keeping themselves top of mind, you know, they're promoting themselves with a specialized service 
to a certain section of the market, you know, like a niche section of the market, and then they're 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 building a relationship with those people, you know, and then they're hopefully getting their contact details somehow uh, through email or direct mail, um, and then they've got a system in place to to build up the relationship, to warm them up, and then to make offers and to sell to them, and then to onboard them and upsell them and get them into. This is like a proper marketing system, really, you know. And it sounds maybe it's a little bit too complicated, and I've just said that, but ultimately, this is this is how you create uh, like predictability in your business, you know, so that you when things bad things like this happen, you aren't like left high and dry thinking, oh my god, where did where did all my clients go, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's. Will be. I'll be going into more detail about that at the Inspire event over the course of the whole week, and all of the kind of uh, pieces that you, the experts, are going to bring to the table. They all kind of fit together, you know. So, um, but I'll be tying it all together into a, a bit of a sort of actionable marketing plan for people. Brilliant. Okay. So, thank you. No, thank you. That's really helpful, actually. And the way that you've described it, like all the different moving pieces that that fit together, and they do fit together. And this is something that you do have to work at. And I, you know, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to you now, like a year ago, I didn't have all of these moving pieces. They were all still all over the place, but you know, it takes time, but when they do fit together, it, it does work. But what I would say for anyone thinking of coming along to the event is, you know, Dominic's just mentioned things like, you know, getting people onto email lists or, or, you know, getting, you know, getting inbound inquiries and, and all lots of things to do with visibility Um, how people are visible or how people try to be visible people do things in different ways don't they so pe- some people might write books to be visible some people might do video because they want to be visible that way you know youtube might work really well for somebody um you know they might they might do you know they might be you know like some of the people i work with where they get media coverage or they do lots of create lots of content so i think the good thing about inspire is that there's lots of different ways that that, that you know that people can get started if they want to learn about video or want to learn about PR or want to, you know, dip the toe into writing a book or understand the marketing stuff that you're going to do, like lead generation. So actually, you know, over those eight days, you're going to cover a lot. Um, and if people take, you know, if people go away and take away a few things and implement them, they're going to be, they're going to be building up that, that jigsaw of moving pieces, aren't they? And then, you know, if you do a few things for a few months and then you move on to another few things for a few months, eventually this does all fit together. Um, and I really like, you know, the fact that you've got, you've got, you know, you've got people who've done it and made it work like Amy and Colin, and then you've got people who can, you know, provide those different pieces that fit together. Mm. Um, mm. You know, that's great too. And people, people get a lot out of it, won't they? I think so. Absolutely. There's always stuff that you can learn from like, uh, from everybody else, you know? Yeah. So there'll be, for example, Amy, who's, um, she's got an, she created an app a number of years ago and, um, now she's like Australia's leading puppy trainer, you know, well, there'll be stuff that dog groomers will be able to learn from her. And yeah. similarly, the stuff with Colin's story, you know, where he's gone from being like over the course of his career from just being like a groomer, um, then becoming like a, an award winning and then a judge. And now he's got like products and a grooming academy and all this kind of, you know, there are different things that you can always learn from for the people. And similarly from yourself with what you do, you know, it's all like transferable. Um, and yeah, and, and people will get the recordings from the event as well. So, you know, if you, I'm not expecting people to be, although many people will be sitting every night at the computer watching, uh, watching us doing, delivering the live um, online seminars that we're doing, um, but they'll get the recordings and stuff as well. 
uh, and yeah, and it's it, they're like they're thirty four quid for the whole um, for the whole thing really uh, right now. Well, to the end of this week, and then the tickets double in price, and then the week later they double in price again. So it's like a if you want to get in, pay the cheapest. You need to move fast. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Well, look, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And the, for thirty-four pound, is yeah, it's it's money well spent. You'll get a lot to learn. You'll get a lot to work through. You can do it live as well, can't you? And then obviously have the recordings. So I better give you a URL, Richard. It's yeah. growyourbusinessfast.com forward slash inspire. Okay. And there's a pretty picture of you on there as well. Oh, brilliant. Okay, not looking like I, I am at the moment because I <laughs> just got up and put my my uh, my lockdown gear on. <laughs> um, okay, well, I will link to all of um, I'll link to all of the URLs and everything in the show notes. And if people want to find out more about you, they can go to Grow Your Pet Business Fast. Um, and the event is taking place. Give me the dates again, Dominic. It's 29th of May is when it's starting, so it's a Friday, um, and then we're going to be running right through um, till the following Friday, actually probably till the following Saturday, um, and we'll have a bit of a, maybe it's an online um, shindig, get together, bingo night, quiz, bit of a bit of a giggle maybe it's on the, uh, on the Saturday. How does that sound? That sounds is brilliant. Thank you. I'm looking forward day, to it. Rachel. Yeah, I'm in. So, okay, well, look. oh no, seriously, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for coming, and um, and you've shared some really good practical stuff that people can um, can implement. Um, and yeah, and it's really good just to hear so much positivity um, in this difficult time because I know it's you know people have been people have had a real kicking, haven't they? And but yeah, it's great to hear um, you know advice on how people can bounce back and come back with a bang. Um, so thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you at Impact. Sorry, not impact, inspire. Inspire, sorry. And impact in October as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. In real life in October. So, yeah, thank you so much. That was brilliant. Fabulous. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks so much. And keep up the great work. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.